0: I was 19 and I had in my heart an aspiration to do something for God and I was thinking about the Middle East, I was thinking about countries where people have never heard the name of Jesus and I was thinking could I move to a place like that and start a church and show people something about Jesus. I was 19, I was in a meeting just like this one. And the guy leading the meeting, he said, there are people out here tonight, and you feel in your heart that you want to do something for God. And I'm like, that's me. And you're not sure if it's just you, and if you just like adventure, and you like the sunshine, and you don't like the rain, and you want to be somewhere else, or whether God has put something in your heart. Right now, the guy leading the meeting said, close your eyes. And God is going to give you a number. He's going to tell you when you are going to go. I was like, wow, can God do that? That's amazing. I was 19. I closed my eyes, and I felt a voice say to me, 11 years. And I opened my eyes, and I did my maths. And I was like, that would make me 30. And I'm quickly thinking, Jesus started his ministry at 30, David became king at 30. Joseph became prime minister at 30. That's a good number. Okay, I will move to the Middle East when I turn 30. And so from there, I was able to be on a track of what I was going to study and how I was going to train and what I was going to learn and prepare so that when we turned 30, we moved as a family uh, to go and live in Istanbul in Turkey and to start planting churches. And so I just want to tell you that story to encourage you. If you have it in your heart... To do something for God. If you have it in your heart to go, I want to make Jesus known where nobody even knows his name. I want to make Jesus known in places where people have never even heard about the good news that we're singing about and celebrating tonight. That people have never been in a prayer meeting like this. If you've got that in your heart, I want to encourage you that God could speak to you tonight, right now. And put you on a track And even give you a time frame, even specifically say to you, it's going to be five years, it's going to be ten years, it could be this place, it could be this time. And what we're going to do tonight, just briefly, is we're going to look at uh, a little bit of the Bible and understand something about God's purpose for all of us. And what we're going to see is our story, what God always intended people to do. And right at the beginning... When God made people, he gave us four things to do. Right at the beginning, when he made Adam and Eve in Genesis, he gave us four things to do. He told us to do four things. And the first was he said, be family. Be family. Be fruitful and multiply. Have children and fill the earth. Adam and Eve were supposed to start a family. God is a father who always wanted a family that filled the earth. And so he said to them, be family. The second thing God told Adam and Eve to do was display me. So when it says that Adam and Eve were made in the image of God, male and female, in the image of God, that doesn't mean that God looks like us. What it means is that we were supposed to display him. People are supposed to make the invisible one visible. You can't see God, but you can see people. And so we were supposed to be like the, the screen on a mobile phone. Yeah, um, this is a powerful computer, but you need to access it through the touch screen. Something you can touch, something you can see. And, and God is powerful, but invisible, his spirit. And so people are supposed to access God through seeing him displayed in other people's lives in a visible, tangible thing, so display me. The third thing God told people to do was to garden the wilderness. The whole point of Adam and Eve having the garden wasn't just so that they could lie around in the shade and go, mmm, these pomegranates are amazing. Oh, I love the shade here. The whole point of it was God said, I want you to fill the earth and have dominion. They were supposed to take the garden and stretch it out to the places where there was no garden. They were supposed to go out into the howling wilderness, into the darkness outside, and plant trees and extend the garden, extend the kingdom of God. That's what we were supposed to do. And the fourth thing that God said to people was, I want you to do all of this by the Holy Spirit. And so we read that he breathed into their nostrils the breath of life, and they were filled with the Spirit, and they came alive. It's such an intimate picture, God. Breathing into their nostrils, it's almost like a kiss. It's He gave them the kiss of life, and they became alive because of the Holy Spirit. So, four things: be family, display me, garden the wilderness, and do it all by my Spirit. But we failed on all four counts. We failed on all four of them. Going to just read from Genesis chapter three and verse eight. This. This famous scene of when we failed. It said, after they'd eaten the fruit and it had all gone wrong, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. That's the evening time. It's been hot all day, but now in the evening time, in the cool of the day, they hear God walking in the garden. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And so I hid myself. And so family broke. We're supposed to be making this family, being this family. But because of blame and because of shame, family broke. So they start blaming each other. It's not my fault, it's her fault. It's not her fault, it's his fault. And family broke. And it's still broken today. And because of shame, I was naked, I hid. Shame is a community thing. You, you feel shame because you're, you're worried about what other people feel about you. And so you hide. And so because of blame and shame, family was broken. And it's still broken today. Image broke. We were supposed to be showing the world what God is like. But it's like the, the, the phone screen was smashed. And we're not showing clearly. Have you ever had a cracked phone screen? it's useless. You've got this powerful com- computer here, but you can't access it. You can't, it doesn't work. You can't do anything with it. And because the image of God in us broke through sin, the world can't know what God is like. We're like a cracked screen. And we lost the garden. We got thrown out of the garden. Why? Because Sharing is caring. The whole point of having the garden was to extend it to the world so that others could experience it. So the whole world could be filled. But they were just like, oh, we're keeping the garden to ourselves. They lost the garden. They were thrown out. And they lost the spirit. Instead of being people that were full of the spirit of God, death came into the world. God started saying, you're dust and you'll return to dust. Everybody dies. There's just the mortality now. The life of the spirit is gone. So we failed on all four counts. The, the human story, our story, is we went from striding to hiding. We went from a call to a fall. We went from a name to shame. We went from being commissioned by God to being decommissioned, to being put out of action. We lost all the things that he called us to do. And that was our story for hundreds and hundreds of years. Your story, my story, the human family story. Until Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he did what we had failed to do. He started a family. So Jesus came and he said, I'm representing my father. I'm the son. I've come to welcome the lonely into families. I've come to show love to people. I've come to draw people in to start this wonderful family. Adam and Eve had failed. So Jesus came and says, I'm going to start a new family. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite people from all over the world. Everyone's invited into this family to be adopted as sons and daughters of the Father. Jesus came and he displayed God perfectly. He was the the perfect image of God. It's amazing, you know. The disciples said, we want to see God. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. If you've touched me, you've touched God. You want to know what God is like? Look at me, I heal the sick. I care about people that have been in... 150 biopsies during their life. That's what God is like. You touch Jesus and you touch God. Jesus came and he was the perfect gardener. He brought the garden of heaven into the the wilderness of earth. He came and brought shade. He came and brought green pastures and quiet waters. He came and brought rest for people, what it, what it is to come out of the howling wilderness and into this garden, the, the order and the beauty of God in the desolation of our world. Jesus brought those things. You know, when, when he rose from the dead, Mary saw him in the garden, and she didn't know it was Jesus because she thought he was the gardener. Actually, he was the gardener. That's Jesus. He's come to make the world a garden, to bring the kingdom of God and spread it out for all people. And when Jesus came, he brought the Holy Spirit. He brought life. He raised the dead to life. We saw that in his own resurrection. But we rejected him. We crucified him. We scorned him. We said, we don't want this. We don't want family. We don't want to see God. We don't want your garden. And we don't want this life. And we rejected him. That's our story. Your story, my story, our story. And now... It's resurrection day, it's the Sunday, and it's evening time. And now I'm going to read to you just a couple of verses from John chapter 20. And what we see here is the complete reversal of what we saw in Genesis chapter 3. So we see John chapter 20 in verse 19, and we read, On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. And so just like in Genesis 3, it's evening and people are hiding because of fear and shame. We've, we're still hiding. We've been hiding for hundreds of years. We're still hiding. And it's evening. And in the garden, God came and walked among people. And now Jesus, who is God, comes and walks among people. And Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. And when he would said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And then he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So it's a great reversal. We're going now from hiding to striving, from fall to call from shame to a name, from being decommissioned to being recommissioned. Jesus is calling us to do what we were always supposed to do right from the beginning. And we see here that family is renewed. Jesus says, as the father sent me, I send you your family now. I'm representing my father. I want you to represent our father as well. I want you to go and draw people into this family. I want you to fill the earth With brothers and sisters from all over the world. I want you to make an international family made up of people from all over the world. He's calling us to do that. He says to them, peace be with you. Twice. Peace with the Father restored. Peace with your brothers and sisters restored. Peace in the world. Peace in our family. We see also that image is restored. It was broken, but now Jesus shows them his hands and his hands, which has been smashed. His body, which was the perfect image of God, which has been crushed and smashed on the cross so that we can be made whole and clean and we can be a a clean screen again, ready to represent God, ready to show the world what God is like. He did that for us. And we see that the garden is replanted. If you noticed in Genesis, God stood among the trees. But now in John chapter 20, Jesus comes and he stands among the disciples. The garden is us now. We are the garden. We show the kingdom of God. When people come amongst us in the church, they find shade and rest and beauty and sweetness and green grass and flowing waters. We're the garden. We're the place where people come in and find rest and peace and beauty. And the spirit is reissued. He says to them, as the father has sent me, So I send you. And then he breathed on them and said, receive the Spirit. Just like God had done in the beginning. He breathes on them and says, you're going to do this by the power of my Holy Spirit. And so we're going to come and pray now for some situations around the world. And what you'll notice is that we're praying about church planting. And how can we make the jump from this to church planting? Because these four things that we're called to do, that we've always been called to do, they're only possible through the church. You see, only the church is family. When we go to other nations to show people what God is like, we do it by starting churches because we bring people into family. You can go and work in a hospital, you can go and work in a school, but only the church is family. We introduce people to the Father. They are brothers and sisters. We bring people into a community. And the people we're going to pray for in different nations starting churches, they're our family. We're praying for our brothers and sisters in different parts of the world. We're this massive international family. It's a beautiful thing. Only the church displays God. If, we, if you want to show what God is like, you can't do that on your own. It's a community thing. We see that God loves diversity. You see that in the church. You see that God hates injustice, that he moves towards the most vulnerable people. We, we see that in the church. And so the church shows what God is like. Only the church is the garden. When we go to nations where no one knows about Jesus, we start new churches, little communities of believers, and they become like little gardens And people can come in and find rest and find shade and beauty and fruitfulness and goodness for their souls. And that's because we're starting these little gardens all over our broken world. And only in the church do we see a community that's full of the Holy Spirit. And all of these things are only possible by the power and life that the Holy Spirit brings